Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Brian Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. Today, Brian shares a timely message from the book of Proverbs. But first, Dan welcomes his good friend and fellow comedian, Jeff Boxworthy, as he joins them to talk truth and have a little fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Truth. Listen, we have a great guest on this week, my good buddy, Mr. Jeff Foxworthy. He did last week. Got one more here and then one after, but I'm glad he's joining us. So it's me, Brian Clark, and Jeff Foxworthy, the most talked about podcast happening today amongst comedian Bible podcasts. The book of Proverbs is not about each individual living life isolated from everyone else. It's about how to live skillfully together. It's a recipe book for creating what the Bible calls shalom. How can we create communities at home or at work or in our neighborhood where people all flourish together? You might say Proverbs is an instruction manual for giving people a glimpse of the world as God intended it to be. The wicked do great harm to Shalom. They selfishly disadvantage the community to advantage themselves. They are determined to win at all costs. There are lots of ways they do this, according to Proverbs, but at the top of the list is the damage they do with their mouths. The tongue is often enemy number one to experiencing Shalom in any environment. The New Testament warns us that the tongue is a flame that sets a whole forest on fire and that it's a restless evil full of deadly poison. The Proverbs certainly agrees. Today, between the spoken word and social media, people are consuming one another. Truth seems irrelevant. Lies are a way of life. Proverbs says things like, a worthless man digs up evil while his words are like a scorching fire. Or how about this one? A perverse man spreads strife, and a slanderer separates intimate friends. Or what about this one? A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips the snare of his soul. Or this one, with his mouth the godless man destroys his neighbor. Proverbs famously tells us there are six things that the Lord hates. Half of them have to do with what comes out of our mouths, like a lying tongue, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among brothers. Obviously, God believes this is a big problem. Sometimes these proverbs are presented with a touch of humor, but the message is clear. For example, several times the contentious woman is mentioned. Here's one. It is better to live in the corner of a roof than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Or what about this one? It is better to live in the desert land than with a contentious and vexing woman. But hey, just to be fair, here's one for the men. Like charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The bottom line is people who are contentious or argumentative or crabby They're just very unpleasant to be around, whether it's at home or work or next door. 
One proverb says it's better to be poor in a quiet house than rich in a house full of strife. No one flourishes with a contentious person in the mix. You know, people's mouths are out of control, and they're destroying their families and their friendships, their work relationships, and their communities. It's very easy to get caught up in all this anger and destruction. If we aren't careful, we end up contributing to the problem more than helping. Our intentions may be good, but what are we really changing? For example, before you go off and have your say, ask yourself, who's really listening to you? And who are you really persuading? Most of the time, we're just venting. We're irritated and we want to have our say. But the truth is, we're not really changing anything. I think we call that pouring gas on the fire. To live skillfully, we must refuse to get sucked into this ugliness. We must show people a better way to live. Proverbs tells us he who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from trouble. Proverbs also offers a lot of practical ways to do this. For example, do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you will become like him. Or what about this one? Do not associate with a man given to anger, or go with a hot-tempered man, or you will learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. Sometimes we need to remain quiet. Proverbs says, do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you will become like him. Or how about this one? Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. Or how about this one? Even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is considered prudent. Sometimes the most skillful response is no response at all. Proverbs says, he who restrains his lips is wise. Proverbs also says sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. It also says the tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable. Our goal needs to be more than simply getting something said. We want to get something heard. That actually requires skill. There is so much good we can do with our words. Proverbs tells us that pleasant words are a honeycomb. They're sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Or what about this one? The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Or this one? The tongue of the wise brings healing, and the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life. What about this one? A gentle answer turns away wrath. Or this one? A soothing tongue is a tree of life. And this... A man has joy in an apt answer. And this one, how delightful is a timely word. Let's use this proverb as our summary. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil. For the sake of your family, your friends, and the people you influence, we must do our part to change what is happening today before we all are consumed by our foolishness. Shalom requires we learn to be skillful with our words, whether spoken aloud or written in social media.
And who knows? Maybe words can even be used to make us laugh. For the Proverbs also tells us that a merry heart is good medicine. Certainly, shalom includes laughing together. Speaking of laughter, let's bring in Dan and Jeff. Let's talk about this. Uh, Bounty the Quicker Picker Upper, is that a, was that one of the Proverbs? I can't remember. I think, I think is, it might be. Is that in there? You know, before I bring Jeff in, who's way more <laughs> smarter than me, <laughs> I am um, truly amazed at when you read the Proverbs, how the heart of man and our actions have never changed. You know, right, they've right. never changed. Yeah. I mean, these were written 3,000 years 3, ago. 3,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And literally every single one of these are relevant and pertinent to 2022. Yeah, could have been written yesterday. It's it's just unbelievable. Yeah. So when you think, well, it's the Bible. It's written a long time ago. It doesn't have anything to do with us today. Uh, you may want to read Proverbs because it uh, deals directly with the heart of man and how we should act and serves as a great blueprint of how to live a, a way better life. And before I bring Jeff in, I also want to say the uh, six things the Lord hates. You mentioned two or three. I think also listed on there was fruitcake and we're all in yeah. it together commercials. I think, oh, I think yeah. those two were also. Right. That's buried in the Hebrew somewhere. That's in the uh, Galatians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Galatians. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, so Jeff, your thoughts on this? I'm just, uh, like I said, I'm amazed at how this is so relevant today. So anybody that thinks this is a book that's, oh, well, it's an old book and it doesn't have anything. Well, I think you need to read it again. Yeah, when, you, when you're reading that advice, you know, Brian, I mean, it, it could be written yesterday for for today it, it, you know i i always view almost every single problem we have as human beings begins with with ego it began that way in the garden and and it's the same way with us and if you've ever known and i think most of us have somebody that was really wise they don't talk a lot they don't sit there and spout off they're, for the most part, if you seek their counsel, they'll they'll share what they know, but they don't talk a lot. That's so true. I, yeah, because it's usually, Jeff, it's yeah, usually, it's, uh, they're the one that was somebody will go, so what do you think? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you don't have, <laughs> yeah. you have to ask them. But I, but I think the way we live now, people put so much of their value has to come in being right. And when you have to be right... That means that whoever you're talking to has to be wrong. And people don't want to engage in conversation where they have to be wrong. And so there is no shalom there. They, they either shut down or they walk away. And, you know, I look at people and go, you, for us to have conversation, you've got to give up your need to be right. Your value does not come from being right. You, your value is something totally different than that. And if you've got to be right, there, we can't have conversation. And it's hard for me because I'm a talker, as, as I tell myself. Weigh it before you say it, you know. Don't just spew it. Weigh it before you say it. And 
My Aunt Rose is one of the smartest, wisest people I've ever met, and she's very slow to speak. You know, so if you're out there spewing, you probably don't have it figured out. (laughs) So I have a question for both of you. So both of you have made your living making people laugh, and the Proverbs celebrates that as a part of Shalom. You know, Brian, I I got to the point in my career, the last thing I remind myself before I walk out on stage is everybody I'm going to be looking at tonight is going through some kind of a struggle. It might be a financial struggle, might be a physical struggle, might be an emotional struggle, whatever. But everybody's going through a struggle. And I say that's, that's why I try to have grace with people, because I don't know what their story is. I don't know what their struggle is. And I don't think laughter makes people's struggle go away. But I do think laughter is like the release valve that keeps the boiler from exploding. Mm. I kind of learned that. You know, in the beginning, I was just trying to make people laugh. And then for like 20 years, my wife and I were the head fundraisers for the Duke Children's Hospital. And so we'd go up to that hospital, and I'd go visit kids unannounced. They had no idea that I was coming. And I would walk into a room and I would see one of my DVDs or one of my CDs or one of my books. And it just struck me so profoundly. I'm like, here's some kid going through chemo, but part of their respite, part of their escape from that is they're reading my book or they're watching my DVD. And and I started, that's when the um, stewardship of this gift really weighed on me. It's, it was like God saying, you know, I'm going to make some people good bricklayers, and I'm going to make some people really good with taking care of old people. I'm going to make you really good at laughter, but but you're a steward of this gift. And and it does have value within my kingdom, but you, but you need to use it wisely. And so I just consider it, I don't know why I can do it, but it's an honor that I can do it. And, and if it gives people a momentary respite from, from their struggle— what a cool thing to be able to share. Absolutely. And I think that's why God created each of us with a sense of humor. You notice people deal with different things differently. And, you know, I remember one time my, my boy went to the funeral of a friend of his that died of cancer. He was like six, and my little boy went. And, and he said, Dad, you think it was bad, but I laughed during the funeral. I was just thinking about me and my friend, and I just, you know, it was. I start. I said, "Honey," I said, "Absolutely not." I go, "If that's how you dealt with it, that's how you deal with it." You had a lot of fun memories with with him, so that's the sense of humor that God has given you. You have a. Everybody has a sense of humor. That's what it's for. It's like Jeff said. It's just a little release valve that helps you deal with things. And so, every, and, and every, you know, Dan, Dan, as a father, when are you? Ha- when you hear your kids laughing, doesn't that just oh. fill your soul? When I hear my kids just sitting there with each other and just laughing, it just—I I just my cup overfloweth, you know. Unless and it's I how think, you, unless it's at how you look. <laughs> yeah, well, right. But if we're created in God's image, I, I got to think when we are experiencing shalom and we're sitting there laughing that that's just got to thrill him because it is part of shalom. You know, I just, I feel bad for people that repress that. They don't think that they can laugh at this or they can't laugh at that. But man, I'll tell you, there's like, I've known people that 
I would they would laugh at something that's going on in their life. And they'd be like, oh, and they would just kick back and laugh at the situation. And sometimes I thought, man, how in the world? Why are they laughing at this? This isn't funny. But you know what? It's his situation. It's it's not me. It's his situation. If that's how he deals with it, with the sense of humor and the humor, then hey, good for him. So who am I to decide what you can laugh at and what you can't laugh at? I do think, too, as you get older, you don't take yourself as seriously. No. And you're able to just laugh at. Sometimes what a dork you are. I keep... and, we, and, we, and we're all dorks. None of us have got it figured out. <laughs> and so I, I do think we've kind of lost that ability as a society to laugh at ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so many things that I desperately wanted for myself, I look back and go, oh, thank you, God, I never got that. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't have anything figured out. I you know, I'm two decisions from selling cheeseburgers. I have nothing figured out. So I don't take myself seriously. The redneck jokes, I wasn't laughing at somebody. I'm laughing at me and my family. People go, how'd you come up with so many? I go, there's no research. That's my sister, that's my brother, that's my uncle, that's my dad. You know, and we just laugh at ourselves. That's so true. You know, a funny story. Jeff and I, when he was doing the Duke's children's thing, I remember Jeff and I, I went to do a show. So Jeff and I were going to do a little thing together. And unannounced, Kathy Lee, I think it was, went up and just unannounced, she starts telling a story about a kid that she was visiting. I mean, it was so sad. I mean, horrible. And, you know, and then she like has effects and so she would like say something then the lights would kind of dim it's like she's done this before and this sound guy and then i mean it gets real dramatic and you can hear people weeping in the crowd and jeff and i'm backstage it's like oh my gosh we gotta go on (laughs) do comedy and and then she says her last line the lights go out then all of a sudden the lights pop on please welcome (laughs) And then Jeff and I had to go out there and do comedy. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the worst situation of my life. Remember that, Jeff? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, nothing like following the story of a dying kid with some fart jokes. Oh, my <laughs> God. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. But, Jeff, I thought maybe you'd want to know when I left the office today to come up here, I tried a couple, you know, you're a redneck jokes on my assistant. And she didn't laugh. I think it was something to do with my my delivery or something, but she just stared at me. So <laughs> I may have ruined them. Well, like I say, Brian, that's not your gift. You're you know, we 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 all have gifts. So you know, exactly. It's funny my wife says that too, but I thought maybe she was wrong. But <laughs> maybe, maybe she's right. He she Brian, stick mm-hmm. with the proverb. All right. <laughs> hey, I've got one more for you before we Sure end this episode, shift gears a little bit. So what we're talking about is the use of the tongue and words. I'm sure both of you get plenty of criticism for your Christian faith in the entertainment business. But I also think a lot of our listeners, if they choose to live as a Christian, take uh, their share of abuse for that too. So what advice you have for them how best to respond to that do you think yeah you know brian to me your faith is is the 
most intimate relationship of your life. God is the last person I talk to before I close my eyes, and he's the first one I talk to when I wake up. So if, if someone else doesn't like it, I don't care. I don't care. This is my life. This is my soul. And it's the most intimate thing that I've got going. So, you know, it's it, it's funny. Everybody has like one or two verses that that they kind of just claim as theirs. You know, that's my life verse. And mine must not be very good because nobody else has ever said, oh, that's mine too. But mine is Galatians 1.10. Am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? And every day of my life, I have that thought. I'm not trying to please the person on the news. I'm not trying to please the head of the studio. I'm trying to please God with the way I live my life. And so if you don't like it, I mean, I can't even say I'm sorry because I'm really not. You know, you've got the right to your life and your soul, but this is mine. And if you don't like it, then it is what it is. Mm. And nothing you can say is going to change it. Yeah, that's great. Right. You know what? I agree with Jeff. It's the last thing I do. You know, the preacher Billy Sunday, back in the day, he always said, you know, you want to get close to God 15 minutes a day, get up and talk to God for 15 minutes, pray for 15 minutes. And tell somebody about him for 15 minutes, 30 days of that will change your life. And so that's what you need to do. And and this might be a strange analogy, but this is an analogy that, that I like. There was a movie a long time ago called They Live with Rowdy Roddy Piper. And he put on these black glasses and every third person had an alien face. And he had to wipe out the aliens, but you wouldn't know they were there. Something's going on. But you don't know what's happening unless you put on these guys. That's what I consider the Bible to be. You're, we're in the a middle of a spiritual battle, good and evil. And if you read the Bible, those are your glasses. And when you and when you first put them on, it's a little foggy. You're like, I can't, I can't. But if you really, really start to read those glasses start to fine-tune, and then you start to see things that you never could see before because you're reading more and you're learning more and you're fine-tuning, and that's what the Bible's all about. It's not a book of rules, but the more that you start fine-tuning, the more courageous I get, and I'm with Jeff. I don't care. I'm getting to the point where I don't care what you think about me. It's not about you. It's about me and my relationship. And if you want to ridicule me, then go ahead and ridicule me. I'll be honest. I don't care. It's not about you. You know? But I'm getting older, Jeff. I'm almost 60 now, so I keep forgetting things. But it just makes you be more creative. I have underwear 60 years old. I know. But yeah, it just makes you more courageous. And it's like I've noticed in Jeff, too, in all the years that I've known him, and he gets more and more courageous every year. And he's doing things I never thought I would ever see him do. But that's what it does. The more you the more you read it and the more that you fine tune those glasses, the more courageous that you'll get. And you don't care what people think about you. That's all for today's episode of Talkin' Truth. Special guest Jeff Boxworthy will be back again next week with Dan and Brian. So be sure to join them as they talk truth about the Bible and life. And hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, get her done. Today's Talkin' Truth is powered by Go Tandem, the free spiritual fitness app. Download Go Tandem today and get spiritually fit.